Razorback basketball continues to beef up next year's team, and it has people, even outside the state of Arkansas, thinking a national championship is absolutely possible. As well as some spring football updates and, of course, some nonsense. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to betonline.net where the game starts. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday, and if you're a Razorback basketball fan, you have to be having the best of, like, Thursdays and best of days right now. You're on a hot streak, and we know that, because we talked about it just a couple days ago on the podcast, about uh, Anthony Black being a guy who, of course, a five-star player, number one point guard in the country, committing to Arkansas, and we know that there is some going to be some moving and shaking when the roster comes along. And here in the next few days, we'll have updates on all of those things, on who's going, who's staying, who's doing whatever. Like, it's going to be interesting over the next few days that we'll probably have to continue to keep updated on. But Eric Musselman and the Razorback basketball team were able to add a player that, to be honest, I didn't personally see coming. You know, I didn't see... Like this type of insider information was like, oh yeah, this guy, he's, you know, he's got some, uh, he's got some connections here. Or he's going to be able to go to Arkansas or whatever it may be. I didn't see any of that, but Arkansas was able to nab a transfer out of the portal from Missouri team that Arkansas faced twice last year and Trayvon Brazil. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. I think that's how it is. Uh, but they got him. He's a six, nine freshman. He was in Fayetteville for an unofficial visit. This is according to Curtis Wilkerson of hogsports.com. Uh, it says he was with uh, with Musselman and his staff Wednesday and felt good enough to commit on the spot. He says, quote, I'm pretty excited. I just went for an unofficial visit and had a great visit and decided that's what's best for me. So right there, it just shows you how instant sometimes it can have such an impact when it comes to players seeing what Arkansas is doing. And being six foot nine and being a freshman and being an athlete like this kid is, he's definitely going to add a whole new depth perception, at least, for Arkansas and be able to really uh, fit in really well. Now, a lot of you are probably trying to remember him or what he was able to do or whatnot. But since he was on Missouri, it's understandable that, you know, sometimes you forget because no one cares about Missouri basketball. But he says also, quote, that I think what stood out to was their attention to detail and how they prepare. And really, I just noticed how deep into detail they went. And I could feel the competitive spirit that they had and that they want to win. Now, he averaged 6.6 points and 5.1 rebounds per game in his one season at Missouri. He can finish lobs. He can knock down some jump shots. He's pretty good at that as well. And again, he's very athletic and very fit. But when people see that stat, of 6.6 points and 5.1 rebounds, it's not like, oh, well, that's get, you know, that just doesn't get you excited, maybe, you know, like it was if he was averaging, you know, kind of like the guy from Utah Valley State that uh, is averaging like 19 and 14. You know, it's just not, not going to get you that same level of excitement. But 
here's the thing about him. He came on as of late, really started performing well for Missouri towards the end of the season as an individual player and as a really incredible gifted athlete who can run the floor and, and do a lot of different things. He, he was able to do that towards the end of the year where so many people were taking notice. So much so that he was getting the attention of a lot of major schools as well. And one of those schools, at least according to the to articles and everything, which by the way, the transfer portal and how it's handled and everything as far as what who's actually interested in who can be a lot of times a facade because of strategy. Like even Eric Musselman said that as much just a couple of weeks ago where he was like, I we reach out to 20, 30 players in the transfer portal because we don't want people to actually know who we're serious about and who we're actually going after because then they'll go after them in our way of uh, analyzing them. So it's kind of a strategy there, which is brilliant and smart, but that's why it's really tough to know who exactly is interested, who's not interested, all those things as well. And with this particular case, though, with Trayvon Brazil, I know that there was interest like from Kentucky and vice versa. Kentucky was a player there. Kentucky was a school that was in the mix. And so I, I kind of did some research on it. I was like, all right, so he there was maybe some interest there. There's a few other schools too. But he was definitely a hot commodity in that transfer portal because of the potential and the, the athleticism that he had as well. So he's decided after an unofficial visit to Arkansas, committing on the spot. That's big time. Um, he was a pretty much unknown of just a few years ago. He had confidence in himself. Imagine things happening like this. He looks forward to getting to campus to see what he can do. And uh, he says what he's bringing to the table is elite rim protection. I'm just going to run the floor hard every time and I'm going to make plays. That's what he said. So, again, it gives you kind of an indication of what this player is all about, which is, again, a great addition. And especially if uh, you think about the deals with, uh, you know, Arkansas and trying to replicate or at least get better from what they did last year and continue to build this team up and add some depth, especially when it comes to having some size down low and some uh, some verticality there and some athleticism there as well, like all those things. I think are uh, extremely important and, and people understand why it's important for this team to have it. But here's what really got me going yesterday, especially is when I am seeing national college beat basketball guys, I'm seeing Kentucky basketball media members, people that know basketball and follow basketball and everything coming out and saying the Razorbacks are going to be loaded next year loaded so i was like okay that, that that makes me happy i like it when other people recognize other fan bases that you normally hate you and that you hate them they recognize oh yeah but you guys are going to be pretty loaded next year like that gets me excited and also what gets me excited is when i start receiving text messages from various people in the sec specifically people that cover basketball for other schools and everything. And I'm getting blown up and they're saying a lot of the same things, essentially where they're like, I don't think you realize just how good your basketball team is going to be next year. I don't think you realize how insanely talented that basketball team is going to be next year. They're saying that not only will they be the overwhelming favorite to win the SEC, they may even be the favorite to win the national championship. 
when Jeff Borzello of ESPN.com puts out a tweet that says, because of what the Razorbacks are doing, if they keep the right roster spots in place, they are going to be in contention, serious contention, for my preseason number one overall team next year. All of these things being put together is making it extremely difficult for me and for many of you to try to keep your excitement and your expectations in check for the next basketball season. It's tough. That's tough. And I was kind of tweeting this out where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go throw up. Like, I can't believe that this is happening where you're having this much good stuff, good players, great players, elite players choose you to come to Arkansas and, and everything here just so soon after the season had come to an end officially. Like all of that is put into place. But what I think that some Razorback fans at least have responded to me personally and have talked about, you know, hey, let's let's just calm down. Or, hey, these are just kids. It's putting a lot of pressure on them. Yada, yada, yada. You know, I, what? first off, what I say to that is that's a loser's mentality. That That's old stuff. The only reason you don't want to put high expectations on anything is because you feel like you're going to get disappointed. Well, folks, you're a Razorback fan. Disappointment's in your DNA. It always has been. So why not just have some expectations to go along with it, too? Why not have some fun? Why not get some hype? Because you know what? There's going to be times where that expectation and that excitement doesn't fall short. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I think that this year will be the year, this upcoming season will be the season that that happens. Now, winning a national championship, I, I think that that's just a, you know, the March Madness, the NCAA tournament is such a crapshoot. I don't think you can put that expectation on the Razorbacks. Good enough to do it for sure. But it can't be like a national championship or bust because you just never know in the tournament. But winning the SEC next year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something they're going to do. Regular season. Maybe even the tournament. They'll probably win the Maui Invitational. Probably so. They'll probably win 30 games. Probably so. If everything stays according to plan and they keep everybody healthy and all those things, yeah. That's the expectation, and that's what the expectation should be. You know why? Because that's the expectation that Muss and his staff puts on their program, and if they're putting that expectation on the program, you should too. I don't want a coach that says, well, you know, guys, you know, it's, we'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, we're, we're hopeful. We'll see. No, I want a coach, and I want a program that knows that that is the expectation, that knows that that is what – they're going to try to do is win a national championship straight up. I don't want anybody on board this must bust that doesn't believe the same thing. And so as fans, I get that you just kind of want to temper your expectations. You don't want to get too excited. You want to kind of put it all, you know, bound the back, just, eh, you know, we'll see. But I'm telling you folks that when you start to see that people are legitimately understanding and respecting your program and knowing that it's going to be national championship caliber next year, possibly preseason number one next year, when people are saying that and you have to recognize it, let those expectations creep in. Let that excitement and that hype creep in. 
Because when you do that, it's going to make the season a lot more fun. It's going to make you look forward to it a lot more. You're wanting to go to games. You're wanting to go to practices. You're wanting to hear about it. You want to talk about it. You can't wait to go to those games, maybe on a road trip, maybe go to Hawaii for the Maui trip, the NCAA tournament. You start looking at where the region sites are, and you say, oh, my gosh, there's one in Birmingham for the round of 64 and 32. We can make that trip. Oh, my gosh, there's a Kansas City. If Arkansas is the number one seed, they'll probably get pointed out there, and we can go to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight day, and holy crap, the Final Four's in Houston. We can make our trips there. That's not too far. That's fun. So with all this stuff going on, let it be fun. Have fun with it. Have fun with expectations. I'm going to have fun with it. I want you to have fun with it. We're going to have fun with it on this podcast. Just going to keep it going, man, and have a good time. Not even worry about anything else. Trust me on that. Folks, you heard me talk to you about Athletic Greens. Now, here's the thing. It's something that I use to really help myself out when it comes to better gut health because you know i'm getting up there in age i'm getting up there in age and you know working out eating right it helps but something like athletic greens can always be something that puts you over the edge and gets you more energy an optimized immune system as well as not having to deal with taking extra pills or anything like that it's a supplement that tastes great and you need to see what the hype is all about because i'm telling you folks this is something to where every time i wake up you know i go through my morning routine but once i get athletic greens I'm feeling good, feeling froggy, about to leap and to take on the day. And that's what it's all about. So I encourage all of you to try it out as well. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to offer you a free one-year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D system and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by Stat Hero. Now, I know that, uh, you know, all the brackets are about to come to an end, and maybe you're still not feeling too good about the way that your brackets performed, but that's okay. Stat Hero can help you out with that and still have some fun, where it's the NCAA single game pick 'em game that pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. It gives you the advantage resulting in the all the gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, you also have a dozen of lineup, dozens of lineups that you can comb through to take on head to head. And they simply post sets of players for you to take on with the set of players you choose. It's the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. So it's got slim, simple, sleek gameplay. And it will have you playing in minutes. That's what Daily Fantasy is all about. And that's what it was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, talking a lot of basketball, but I do want to also talk about football and spring practice going on right now, which we'll have updates on all those things and have some fun with those things, too. And hopefully uh, we get something, you know, other than just, uh, uh, well, you know, the, the the backup punter's looking good. No, it's like I want, I want legit stuff. So uh, we'll see. But either way. 
Um, one thing that was really on the uh, topic of conversation and on the minds of so many was about Malik Hornsby, which we know that him returning uh, this upcoming year for you know the purposes of obviously him being a great athlete, but also quarterback, and you know thought maybe there's got to be some other ways you can see the field, whatever it may be. Well, according to at least the practice that the media got to watch over on Tuesday, you had Malik Hornsby playing at the backup role behind K.J. Jefferson. It's about right. I mean, that's what you expect out of the backup quarterback. But then there were other times where he lined up at wide receiver while K.J. Jefferson was playing quarterback. And then there were times he kind of lined up in that running back spot and everything. And so when you're seeing all that, you're like, okay, so maybe this is going to be some they're going to put together some game plans for Malik. Like maybe they're going to keep him at the backup quarterback position, but also because of his sheer athleticism, find various ways to get him on the field and have him see the field as well. And uh, even a couple of running backs like AJ Green and Rocket Sanders, they were talking about him. They're saying like, "Hey, I'm pretty excited to see him whenever when when we put him we put him at on the field because that man that man is fast," as they put it. And that's what they keep saying about him is just his his sheer athleticism and his ability and his speed and all that. And when I see all that, I'm like, okay, the possibilities could be endless when it comes to the offense and trying to you know do different things when it like in, you know, however you want to set set apart the offense. Like if you're Kendall Bryles and you know you're going to be going up against really good defenses and all that stuff. Another wrinkle that you can add in is if you have you know Malik Hornsby playing wide receiver a lot, even though people are going to be always watching the pass or whatever. You can actually run those wide receiver passes, unlike last year when you tried to do them all the time and you didn't complete one dadgum one of them. Like that was the most frustrating thing is because they kept running it. I think they ran it like you know like eight times or something. Traylon Burks was usually the one that threw it, or Warren Thompson. I think they completed one pass, and almost every other time it did not work out. Okay, if you insist on doing that, fine. Do it with Malik Hornsby though. Do it with an actual quarterback. Do it with somebody that can actually throw the ball. And so I'm hoping that if they are going to run those plays, they can make it to where they throw, the, of course, the defense off guard, but also put him in a position with Malik Hornsby to, to make a throw. I think it would be so awesome if they could do something where Malik Hornsby throws the ball, like a, a wide receiver pass, but throws it to K.J. Jefferson for a touchdown. So like one of those things where K.J. snaps the ball, throws it over there to the side, and then suddenly they're like, oh, pass, pass. But then KJ is like running behind the line of scrimmage and going down the seam, and he throws it down the field, and there's KJ alone and catches the ball and runs for a touchdown. Like I think that would be – like something like that would be really cool. And I think that uh, knowing Kendall Bryles and knowing the type of offense that they run, they make it extremely interesting and extremely uh, uh, you know, unpredictable at times. So that element I think would be fun, but I'm just glad that they're trying to find ways to see get Malik Hornsby onto the field. Cause I feel like a, a guy like him, he can be a game changer. And we know that Arkansas, they do have some really good pieces when it comes to skill position guys. Like the running back group might be the most talented group of anybody offensively. I, I think that between rocket Sanders, Dominic Johnson and AJ green, your running back room is stacked. So you're going to have plenty of options there. Your quarterback's incredible with KJ. Your offensive line is experienced and returning four out of five starters, so you'll be fine there. And wide receiver is going to be the key position. But if you can have Malik Hornsby go out there and add to that wide receiver depth and find other plays to get him involved, that'll be awesome too. So I've heard good things about that move that they've made. I've heard really good things about Drew Sanders and him lining up at linebackers. It's been him and Bumper Pool kind of 
side by side in that whole thing. And he's been performing really good and uh, kind of, I, I think it was uh, what, what Trey Biddy said of hogsports.com. He says, I like, they basically look identical. Like they look like the same stature, same thing. They just look uh, kind of like the same type of, of linebacker, but also with a lot of tenacity. So, so I think that you know that could only be a good thing. I would think so, at least for Arkansas and especially the linebacker position. But things are coming along for spring football. They really are, and so hopefully, hopefully that uh, this continues on, and hopefully Arkansas will uh, will continue to improve, and we'll get to a little glimpse of some stuff going on and how to look once football season arrives, because it'll be here before you know it. Uh, I've got to tell you about Built Bar. No Built Bar is something I believe in wholeheartedly. I tell you about it all the time, and you're probably like, why are you telling about us again? And my whole thing is, is I'm telling you about it again because it is that great. I'm just telling you about it because they say, hey, tell these people. I use it myself, and I think that that's what really stands out about it, is I wouldn't tell you and feel this strongly about it unless I used it myself, and that's what I do with Built Bar. They have so many different flavors to choose from, and one of the great protein bars you'll ever see. The best tasting one I've ever had. There's no doubt. There's no question about it. has 17 grams of protein. Only 130 calories gives you that extra edge, gives you that extra energy to keep on going and to keep on, uh, you know, having whether it's a quick day or a quick snack that you need during a rush day or whatever. That's what Built Bar does for you. So check it out over at Built.com and see all the different flavors and all the different options there they have. And when you go there, be sure to use promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15. So when you can check that out, doesn't matter how many you get, you get 15% off. Get all the built bars, buy out the entire store. But as long as you use that promo code LOCK15, you're going to get your 15% off over at built.com. That is built bar. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment of the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, I t- said yesterday, if you guys ever had anything you wanted me to uh, bring up or talk about or anything like that, uh, that uh, I would try to listen to it and try to uh, approach it the way I could. And <laughs> this is, it's so dumb because I, I didn't think I would talk about it, but uh, some of you wanted me to talk about my, if I'm on Team Chris Rock or Team Will Smith for this whole thing. And first off, I'm over it, so this will be the only time I talk about it. Like, I'm not like saying I'm like I'm above it, but just like I don't know, I talked about so much on my radio show, I kind of got tired of it. But, anyways, I always just thought about it like if someone came up and slapped me, uh, especially if I just made a joke, whether it was a bad joke or an inappropriate joke or whatever. But if a guy walked up to me, another grown man walked up to me and slapped me on national television while I was doing a routine and I was a comedian. I think that that would be the most absurd thing, just like it was, the most absurd thing ever. But I have a hard time thinking I wouldn't, like, fight back. I have a hard time thinking I wouldn't slap slap somebody back or, you know. And I know Will Smith was a big guy, but at least I'd still go down swinging, you know. He'd still probably beat me up. But, uh, you know, we're, we'd are we have some furniture moving around there, and I'd be going after it regardless. So, um, but, yeah, I, I saw that. And then, you know, someone, so somebody asked if I'm Team Chris Rock or Team Will Smith. I'm Team Chris Rock, 100%. Like, I get that if you didn't appreciate the joke, fine. But that's the thing. is like people think like, okay, well, because he didn't appreciate the joke, so therefore that's what happens. You know, you, you go up there and you defend your wife's honor. And I'm like, okay, no. Like, there's ways to handle those things, especially when you know the intent was not to be mean. It's Chris Rock. He's a comedian. Like, it's his, it's his act. 
So you just, you know, you you sit there. You, even if you, like, I don't even mind. I wouldn't mind Will Smith, like, yelling at him. Like, from there, just be like, hey, 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 keep my wife's name. Ugh. If he did that, I'd be like, hey, it's a little over the top. But, you know, I that is better than going up and slapping a grown man. Like, that is 100% better than going up and slapping a grown man. So that, uh, you just don't handle that way in a, in, a, in a society. And I think that it's so dumb that people try to justify that. Like, eh, oh, no. Like if now if somebody did something physically towards your wife or anything like that, okay, again, furniture moving. Let's let's you know let's go. But I just saw all that and I just laughed and I kept thinking I'm like, what? So I, I, I hope something like that happens. Like it's going to happen one day because we've already seen it with like you know Jawan Howard like grabbing or slapping whatever that thing was that he did uh, towards that Wisconsin coach. But uh, I, I think that one day there's going to be where there's a handshake and an SEC football game, and one coach is just going to slap the piss out of another coach. Like, and it's just going to be great. I don't know who it'll be. Uh, I have a feeling that Lane Kiffin might be the receiver of that slap. Just saying. I could see a lot of different reasons why another man, grown man would want to slap Lane Kiffin. That has nothing to do with football and maybe more to do with uh, sliding in the DMs. I could totally see that. Um, I don't know. There'd be a lot of different things I could see. But yeah, just don't, you know, don't slap people. All right. Like, especially that. Like, I always think back, and this is where my final stance is on it. Think back to the Dave Chappelle show. I'm talking about Rick James. And for those of you who know that show and know that episode, you know what I'm referencing. When he slapped Charlie Murphy, he's like, you don't slap a man. He's like, even when, when slapping was fashionable and they'd come up to you and be like, Wah-pah! I challenge you to a duel. He's like, they would have a gunfight after that. You know, somebody had to go. Somebody had to die over this thing. And that's how I feel too. He's like, you don't slap a man. And if you do, you better, you're, there's a duel. There better be a duel with pistols after something like that. So anyways, uh, I'm hoping one day that somebody else gets slapped. This has been the year of the slap. We had the slap in college basketball. We've had the slap in the Oscars. If we get a slap in some college football or some NFL, man. It's it's going to be the best podcast of all time. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked on Rage of X podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Also, get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.